OG Podcast Network presents. Welcome to Fireside. First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we choose. Even a superhero fight club, we usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my power, earth too. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Benty, and with me as always, and, well, I mean, last time it was just features, and this time it's, it's going to be Mauer, BBU. And then Mr. Felix Hergood of the Emerging Gamer Podcast. Mr. Felix Hergood. This is Felix Hergood. Of the Emerging Gamer Podcast. Of the Emerging Gamer Podcast. <laughs> so hey, if we're going all out, can I go back into another BPU? No, because it right. turns out neither of my co-hosts can all just see a movie. So at first, Mauer can't see Shazam, and then Features can't see Hellboy. So I feel like... I, I, I'm the only one going to the movies by themselves. <laughs> I want to know how you keep getting all these weekends off. I didn't, it wasn't a weekend off. I just went on my own. So it was related to work? You couldn't I went at 10 o'clock in the morning. No, I went. Uh, Ms. Mauer and I went, and we enjoyed ourselves. See, Mauer can't see a movie by himself. No, so but he nobody will go, go with Shazam. him. Oh, no. I, that was kind of a choice. That was just dislike. What a dick move. It was kind of a choice. Well... I and that's find, a great movie. Couldn't find anybody to go, and then I went, and the you know one what? I wanted to go to was like kind of sold out. I saw that movie by myself too. Like I won't go sit in like the back left corner. Like if I don't have a seat towards the center, no, I I'm not going to go see a movie. So here's this thing: you've got the this, same thing. you've got this show, right? You and it doesn't mean as much for you, Mister Hergood, but for you, you've got this show where people like getting your opinions. Oh, I could have given my opinion on it. No, you couldn't have. You would have never known. No, you couldn't have. Just say I hate you it. You couldn't have. Grumble, grumble. There's, could you think he could have accurately given his opinion on Shazam without seeing that movie? Can I make an analogy here to gaming, to what I do? Please. Okay. The most popular thing on earth, the most popular game on earth is what? Uh, Watching people play video games. No, no. The most popular game. Uh, Fortnite. Exactly. Mario. Do you ever see me play it? No. I won't do it. Why? Because it's garbage. I won't but he play talks about it. I talk about it when there's a news point. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm but, not going to subject myself to it. Yeah, but there's a there's a difference between going to Twitch and watching a thirty five thousand people play a game and getting a gist of it versus a movie whose trailer showed you <laughs> nothing what the movie was like. Yeah, it's true. But so I much had stuff a, a baby Huey that gave me everything that happened to the movie. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you saw it or experienced. I'll it. see it when it comes. You got baby Huey's rendition. It's like a. That, let me tell you. Let me ask you a question. It's like a photocopy What's, of Cliff Notes. You really like The Crow, right? Yeah. Would you rather Baby Huey explain it to you, or should you go see The Crow? You should go see The Crow. Right. My point is, is that Baby Huey should not be your conduit of finding out information <laughs> about movies. Hey, can I scold him too? Please. No. Uh, real you, quick. You're in my office. office. I, I just want to scold you. When I was. <laughs> I just want to be. That was the politest. No, no. Hold on. I'm just gonna scold you real quick. When when I was here uh, on your last show. Um, I was in your studio audience and you criticized me for picking up your very expensive comics, which I recognized as very expensive comics. And you didn't you you were upset with me, but you need to understand I am now officially a comic book collector and respect 
everything about the collecting process more so than I think Menti. Well, but hold on now. I'm, I'm scared for you. More you, so than what me? What were you worried about? Well, now, wait, worried hold about. on. Now I'm going to get in. More so than me? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. You were not following the vault rules, which means no food or beverage near your comics. That's true. It also means that, that you rule. do not also bend a comic at all. He also ate McDonald's on his way over yes. here. <laughs> Did I bend it, though? Did you, you see me bend th- it? There was a slight bend. I wasn't trying to bend So my comics don't ever get open to where the spine is even cracked. Okay. So when coming into another man's vault and not paying attention to their vault rules for the comics, yeah. you shall be scolded. Okay, fine. Secondly, Menti handles comics better with his eyes closed after eating White Castle than most people. That's true. So what I want White you Castle. to do <laughs> is what is watch Mallrats. I will. At least 10 times as your penance. Yeah, well, just the scene in the middle. No, you're going to watch the whole goddamn thing. Well, I love I love them. Okay, because it's the greatest movie of all digital. time for comic fans. I got it digital. Like I, I, I would have stood up for you until you decided to throw me under the bus for some reason to prove a point. What, what Felix is talking about and taking bus. us off... I am very particular with my comic books. You're very particular with with your comic books. You were particular with everything. The air around no, you, you're particular I was about. To, so, clar- clarify. So... I wasn't saying that you don't respect your comics. You like to do things like take them out and read them. Whereas I don't. He doesn't do that. You, wait, I read them online and then buy them and then never open them. You do that? Yep. Those are just about to go get slabbed. I just don't like to slab comics. Slab I don't like slabbing comics. I, I don't like. I don't like ever being able to open them up without cracking open all this, this uh, acrylic. I don't like someone giving me a comic and then saying, here, never open it. Like, if yeah. I want to open it, I will. Like, don't tell me what to do, acrylic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're almost 10 uh, minutes in. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, uh, Hellboy. <laughs> this is our Saturday show. Totally different than the Wednesday show. Why is that? Because we, I, can't, I can't even do it. New news. We I don't talk about the new news. No, neither of us can do it. How about new you? News. No, that was, I, that I was bad. It. Hellboy came out. Okay. Yep. Hellboy came out. Mm-hmm. So let's, um, Mauer, for anybody new to Hellboy, what is Hellboy? Hellboy. I had to give a quick. I is to- a demon raised by Nazis to help win the war that is taken from them by a, a group of secret agents that are on this earth to kill supernatural things. But instead of killing Hellboy, they see the good in him and use him as a force for good to help them rid the world of evil things. Okay, that was good. I had to do that with Shazam. Shazam, kid that turns into a superhero after saying a magic word from a wizard. No, no, no. The importance of Shazam. What is? We did it on the show. You were there. (laughs) What are you talking about what is? No, I'm trying to remember what you said. Let's forget about about Shazam. Yeah, yeah, go back and listen to the other show if you want to hear me give a breakdown of Shazam. Let's let's talk about Hellboy and the way we start off. Any of these shows is going around, Robin, and just giving what you thought of the movie. You want me to go first? Let's start with Felix. Felix. Okay, so. Maybe we shouldn't have started (laughs) with Felix. No, I'll be quick. All right, I'll see everybody at 40. (laughs) So... I was very overwhelmed at the end of the movie. For context, so oh, you understand. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Or you could say whatever the hell you want at this point because you've been warned about a spoiler. There's a lot of spoilers. Um, so for context, need to understand, I have never really... I mean, I think I saw the first 2004 Hellboy in the theater, 
and then didn't I don't even know if I ever finished Golden Army. Okay. So so you're clear, I don't have a lot of experience with Hellboy and I've never read the comics. Um I came out of this movie two things. One, completely kind of underwhelmed with what I expected to be a humorous character. They, it was a more serious take on the character than what I expected. So I expected humor. I didn't get it. And I have kind of made myself right with that. The other part is I was overwhelmed with a lot of things that seem to be, and this is a guess on my part, canonically accurate. The movie seems like it's incredibly canonically accurate to the comic book. Do you want to define canonically for some of our listeners? Canonically <laughs> means canon, like uh, something that is like the Bible, you know, of Hellboy. Something in line with the ongoing comic story, as yeah, we will. Yeah, when you talk about being canonical with the Bible, you're talking about the books they said are officially the Bible. And you know, last time we were talking about the Bible, I was just like, hey, Menti, <laughs> could you please keep your content canonical? <laughs> no. Anyway, <laughs> and when you talk about Star Wars, this is a better thing. They say the canon of Star Wars are the ones that Disney has now said are a part of Star Wars, and the rest of that stuff, those extra books and things like that, have been left out, and they're not canon. Okay. And it's the same idea. So when I watched the movie, there was a lot of stuff going on in there, but I, I wasn't sure if what I was watching was, was fully canon. It seemed like it, but because I don't know anything about the character, I didn't know. So, and it seemed like it was a lot, too much of that dumped in your lap. All right. You know, and I don't know if that's, because I'm not a fan of Hellboy, I don't know if that's accurate. Any other quick thoughts just to start off with? I really liked the CGI during the uh, giant scene. I thought that was outstanding. Like, like the choreography of how well it looked, like, it blew me away. Yeah, yeah so um, my thoughts of the movie, because we'll surprise everyone, I really, really, really loved this movie. Called it! Um, but I loved it as much as I liked the first ones. And the reason for me is, is they feel the same. And this is where that's going to get a little confusing. Um, yeah, because didn't they change the character? He's not exactly yes the same as Yes and no. Romans, so right? each director decided what they wanted to take from the comics and be truly faithful to. So while Del, Del Toro wanted him to look like he came out of the pages of the Mike Magnolia comic and make him more squared off and, you know, boxy, this one, the Hellboy is less accurate because they made him look more realistic looking he's not as boxy like the art they both took stories out of the same comics or even different parts of the same story and put it in there so it really was director's choice if you will on what was accurate and what wasn't i like this because it wasn't as funny to me hellboy is not Uh, always super super humorous he's a little darker um i like this one because the brpd was public. They weren't always complaining like, oh, we can't be seen. Like that drove me nuts in the first film. Um there was a lot going oh, on. Oh, because they're an official organization that is that is very public. Yeah, they're I mean they're on talk shows in the comics. Oh, okay. You know, so stuff like that, you know, bothered me. And I think what this movie really suffered from is people seeing the first Hellboy movies as their source for Hellboy. Oh. And it's comparing everything to that. The action in this, the choreography of the action was awesome. Um, the CGI was cheap, but the whole thing was cheap. It's the same thing like my thoughts on uh, Aquaman, where they didn't try it to make it look super realistic at all. 
So are you referring to the end? All of it. Yeah. I mean, everything was, you know, pretty comic-y, a little slapstick. There was one of, I'm not going to really go into detail, but there was one of the monsters at the end that caught me off guard because it looked like very sexual. Yes. The oh. fire breathing vagina. Like, what the, the hell? Fi- the fire breathing vagina. I wasn't sure if I could say that on your show, but that's what it, I was thinking. I mean, it, it's anatomy. <laughs> it definitely was anatomy a fire breathing vagina. On fireside. Um, Thanks for coming on the show. Felix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. So it, it was a fun movie. And I went into just, I was looking to hate the movie because, mm. you know, Ron Perlman won me over, even though he wasn't as accurate to the thing. I still liked his embodiment of the character, but then seeing this character, I feel struggle even more with where his place in the world was won me over in this movie. Well, this, this really makes me want to go back and watch both of those movies. Um, you can just watch the first one. Check. I'm just going to do them both. I'm, I'm good with it. All right, Menti. All right, I so liked it, so you've got to hate it. Let me start off by saying I'm not the biggest Hellboy fan. And I don't mean that as in I dislike the character of Hellboy. It just means I'm not very versed in Hellboy lore. I'm not very, I have some Hellboy books, things that I got because I know that they're valuable for Hellboy and Hellboy fans, but I don't really know Hellboy all that well. I know Hellboy from the movies. I've seen a couple books. I definitely know him from Injustice. I don't really know Hellboy. So basically. Never watched like the animated books from, or the animated movies? There's animated Hellboy movies? Oh, hell yeah. No, but I will. They're amazing. I would absolutely. Where are they? Where can I find them? I bought them, so I don't know. So you can give them to me. We have to go through boxes in the basement. We're gonna go through boxes in the basement. <laughs> I didn't know this was an option. So well, okay, well, I did a search through iTunes. Are they on sale there? Yeah, they're on I sale would there. rather go through boxes in the basement. Yeah, you could do that. I might just buy them on iTunes. I'm not gonna lie. There. There's a lot of fun things that you can find in Bauer's <laughs> basement in random boxes. <laughs> so I'm good with that. Anyway. Uh, it's an adventure. I went into the movie with wildly low expectations because the movie had already had its ratings come out at that point, right? So it was like 69 for fan for fans, and it was a 9 or a 10 for critics. So both low, even for, for fans. And I low. think uh, for the top critics, it bumped up to like a 45 when I went. Even then, low. So I went in with low expectations. That being said, we've already known that I've had issues with the way David Arbor looked. Like I, the fact that he had so many prosthetics on that he really couldn't have emotion, which was still true at some points in the movie, but I will say he was awesome. I thought he was great. I liked his rendition of Hellboy a lot. He seemed, very, he seemed a lot younger, a little bit more rebellious. Like Ron Perlman had this arrogance of a man, you know what I mean, where he didn't feel like he was trying to understand himself where David Arbor, David's rendition of him was still to him trying to understand. Like, there was still a coming-of-age aspect of the movie. And he felt vulnerable. Yes. Where Ron Perlman felt invincible and invulnerable. And... Unless it was the girl. Yes. Other than that, he was Hellboy. Uh, and he had the weird, like, one-liners. And I know Hellboy has weird one-liners. Like, I know that's kind of like a quirk of the character in general, is that those little one-liners are there. The Hellboy first movie is to the Hellboy comic, like Guardians of the Galaxy movie was to that comic where they took something that was a part of it and just went full tilt. With okay. The one well, I'll tell you the, the, what they based that Guardians book on was not that far off, because of the way they remember they just redid Guardians at the time with Iron Man on the team, and that was pretty much the version that you got on the movies. The only thing that they really didn't do is, was Groot had, or not Groot, um, Rocket had the, the greatest catchphrase of all time, and they just didn't use it. The Blam murdered you. I guess I'm thinking of the older Guardians. Yeah, they have. 
been. Oh, I was going to say David Harbour was quoted in an interview saying something to the effect of like he was going for a younger teenager type. And it it came across and it worked. It really did work. I liked I liked his take on the character a lot. I enjoyed him a lot. I thought he was great. So him helming a franchise, I'm all about. I'm cool with that. Uh, that being said, it, I, I agree with her good, where it just felt like a lot was thrown at you. To me, it seemed like they had the Hellboy story arc. Like They were like, all right, this is where Hellboy's going to go. This is the character that's going to make him a change. So it's really going to be about the Blood Queen and his, and his dad. These are going to be the main three characters of this story. This is their arc. How much shit can we throw in there until we hit the end? It just felt like there were these weird segments of the movie with the trolls and the witch. Uh, I mean, every every aspect of the movie had this weird kind of centralized vibe, almost like they could have been like 15, 20 minute little web series that all culminated into one movie. So it was like two or three origin stories in there. Like kind of it just was a lot thrown at you. And, and uh, if you go into it knowing that. And with and you're you're not going in for like a lot of substance. You're just going in for a fun popcorn munching monster movie. It was a blast. I enjoyed it thoroughly. But it was in it was like a quarter of the way into the movie. I'm like, all right, I just gotta let this movie be. Hellboy, destroy monsters. Yeah, I didn't feel like I wasted my money at all. No, I enjoyed it. I like and if a sequel comes out, I'm I'll go see it. I'll see a whole franchise based around this this Hellboy. I enjoyed it a lot more than critics. I enjoyed it a lot more than some of the fans did. I just think that my low expectations had a lot into that. I think if I was like a true, tried and true Hellboy fan, and again, I don't know what that really means, but if I was, I'd maybe have an issue with it. Here's one of the few things I think that, there's three things I think that hurt this movie. One, the previous two movies hurt this movie. It can, yeah. People's love for those movies hurt this movie. People's expectations from those movies hurt this movie. People's love of Del Toro. It's like they're defending. Yep. It's like they're defending them by saying this sucks because they wanted that third movie to come out. This movie started as that third movie, and then it went into production hell, and then became this movie. Well, Mauer and I talked for a little bit before we started recording uh, today, and he brought up a point that I thought was very interesting about the original uh, two movies. Well, actually, not really the second one, because the second one was completely Del Toro's imagination, right? That had nothing to do with the Hellboy book, from what I understand. Pretty much, yeah. Um, but the first Hellboy book. Our first Hellboy movie and this Hellboy movie are tied very close together, but in a very odd way. You want to explain? Yeah, so they each pulled from three different. Seeds uh, of Destruction. Uh, a a collection of short stories. I forget the name of them, but three different books and source materials. One in particular, they pulled a short story and used half of it in each of them. They used the second half of the short story in the first Hellboy movie and the first half of it in this one. And the story went like this. Hellboy went to help a family whose kid was taken from them and a changeling was left in its place yeah. by fairies. Almost panel from panel, the scene where he's going and showing that. Yeah, the second, I thought all that was great, by the way. The second half of that story was him putting a dead guy on his back and having the dead guy talk to him and tell him where to find the baby, which we saw in the first Hellboy movie. Right. So they looked at the movie from different angles of same stories and pulled out the pieces that they liked. Hmm. Um, and that happened for the whole thing. So besides the fact of the love for Del Toro and like, even I am guilty of it. Like I wanted to hate this movie immediately when they announced it, because all we knew was Ron Perlman and his love for this character. The fact that he still gets dressed up as it to go to the children's hospitals. Like he was Hellboy. 
Second thing I hate hurt this is they were like, we might not get another chance. We need to put as many fan service things into this as possible because the fans may never get to see that on screen ever again. Third thing I think that hurt was the budget being cut super, super low. Yeah, it's very CGI heavy, but I don't think that hurt the movie. I think the end result as far as the CGI is concerned, I mean, I feel like, Maurer, you should complain about the CGI in this, but it fits the aesthetic of the world so well that well, that's you what don't I'm saying. notice it. The like, same for this and Aquaman. Like, they didn't... It's almost when you go into it, like, I know it's not going to look perfect. I'll deal with it. I have the biggest problem where everything else looks shiny and sparkly, and you can see that one scene that's like, oh my god, did they just run out of budget and go, oh, here we we got this, deal with it. I mean, I didn't... I don't think I had a problem with the CGI. Like I said, I commented out loud after the movie on the the giant scene. Did you see it in IMAX? I did not know. Okay. I thought that I thought the CGI the only part that I thought was weird was the CGI when there was like she would do that that thing where the person would come out of her mouth. Like I thought that was super awkward. See, and for that me I love that cuz it looked like I could picture that coming in a com- like coming out of a comic book. Well, the whole thing looks like it come out of a comic book. But yeah. and and that's also something to keep in mind. If this was a comic, I wouldn't feel as weird about it. Like the whole, the weird segmenting of it. If that was a comic book, that would just feel very, feel very normal for me. And maybe, maybe that was a part of the aesthetic. They wanted it to feel like the panels of the comic book. I mean, that's, that's the impression I was getting the whole time I was watching it. And I felt the same way. There's a lot of comparison to Aquaman. These two movies seemed like they were like, we got to give fans everything they want. Let's make it like the panels. I mean, Aquaman literally had the, the octopus playing drums yes from a, a classic aquaman comic and you like walked out of the movie like the same thing like at one point I, I was telling menti i said to my girlfriend i was like uh i bet you know what's gonna happen next there's gonna they're gonna have sharks with laser beams in this movie and sure enough sharks with laser beams showed up in the movie and it's like one of these things where i was doing that kind of same same i couldn't guess it because like it's hellboy and i don't know the material but it seemed like there was just a lot of, uh, of, of fan service, like a boat boatload of well, it in both of those movies. His origin in this, you know, is the fan service. Now, in the I'm not saying that in a negative connotation. No, either. and I, I agree. Like in the first movie, it's weird how they pick things to be accurate on. Like in the first movie, you saw, oh my god, what's the Russian Rasputin's mechanical gloves, and that's what it looked like in the comic. He had the mechanical mechanical gloves, and they looked really really accurate. In this, we didn't really get to see that. But in this, we get to see that Hellboy is a descendant of Arthur. Yeah. In the first movie, we didn't get to see that. I love the fact that they went into that whole Arthur storyline, which they had to because he needed that sword to kill the Blood Queen, was what, like what he did in the comics. I would say that the trailer does not do this movie service because it shows so much of it that it would have been cool for some of this to have that Shazam um, hidden glory to it because shazam the beautiful part about that trailer is it shows you nothing of what that movie is actually is Mm-mm. where this one every, every little scene hat was in the trailer right you kind of knew what you were like after watching the trailer and after watching the movie i'm like well yeah that's exactly what i got except for i kind of hoped for a more climactic ending with like the monsters and stuff i feel like the like the even the burning vagina when that popped out i was expecting more of a like fire a, a breathing fight. vagina more of a fight 
I thought burning vagina would be funnier, but um, <laughs> just say fire breathing. That's good. <laughs> I like that. Do you you, you like those? Uh huh. That's, <laughs> that's good. That's <laughs> it's uncomfortable. Um, anyway, my point is, is like the the guy that turned into the jaguar that shouldn't have been in the trailer. Um, no, it should. No, the giants shouldn't have been in the trailer. No, like those things would have been special in the movie by themselves. This is a this movie could have been better to me if that if there's trailer, more surprise. There there was no surprise at all. Even the end with the the crown and stuff when he oh. finally picks up the sword and you're like, okay, that's pretty badass. I can't wait but, for the action figure for that to come out somewhere. Now, I wanted to ask you about that because I don't remember the original movies. Did that show up? The crown of fire? Well, his his horns did. The crown didn't. Right, yeah, the didn't. horns. He had the fire. Uh, I don't think it did it. I don't it think might. it did. He might oh, have had God. the flames up. It's First time long. I got introduced to that, knowing about what that is, was in, Ju- in Injustice 2. Because it's a power that you can... Oh, they do that in Injustice 2? Yes. So you can turn it on, and it gives you like a buff to your damage. Um, so I, I was like, wow, does Hellboy do all this stuff? Because I don't remember any of this from the movie I watched. Like, And, now, and then I see it in this movie, and I'm like, oh, well, I guess it's... That was canon, them putting well, that in the game. For me, like, I literally got excited and got my, the hair on my arm standing up when he finally grabbed that sword. Yeah, it was cool. It is it is there for a quick scene. For a is. quick scene. That's what I there. thought. It might have been. It doesn't look as pronounced, though, right? No, it doesn't look like the like it's a straight crown. It's just flame above his head, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's, again, it's really It's short. when they're in the, the circle uh, room? No, it's, a, it's, it's this, this shot of him in... in okay. In the future, uh, yeah, in the the hell, yeah, um, like after the hell he future the door, yeah. Um, like I got chills because the scene with Merlin, where he brings Excalibur up, yeah. and, and Hellboy kind of foresees the the evil inside of him and chooses not to be that person. Mm-hmm. And Merlin's like, "You were only hoping that crumbles." Like I was like, "That's I, I that's really, awesome." I laughed out loud at that part. Really, you didn't like that? No, I laughed out loud. I thought it was funny. Oh. that he like when he um. At Just, least I won't be here to see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. The whole the whole in, intro is great. The guy, who who was the narration narrator for the intro? No, that was like, amazing. Yeah, no, that Merlin. <laughs> um, so for me, I guess because it it really did. You know, we talked about Arrow on the last show, like being fan service. Like this movie for me was fan service. I got to see things I never thought I would see. I got to see Hellboy wielding freaking Excalibur, like. Yeah. I never, as a kid, never thought I would see that. Um, and Mike Mignola talking to, uh, what's his name? Uh, Stranger Things, Hellboy. David Harbour. Oh, David, David Harbour. I guess I have to know his name now because he's in something I like. Um, saying, like, he would text him you back and forth. Like Stranger you don't things? like Stranger Things? I got three episodes in and I just oh, turned it God. off. Jesus. Mauer is the quintessential. Oh, this is popular. Screw it. I hate it. <laughs> oh, I'll watch Aquaman's going to be the greatest movie in the world because everybody was shitting on Aquaman. And now it turns out he wasn't wrong, but well, it's not the greatest movie in the world. But it was it was a pretty damn good movie. But even but, Mrs. Mauer, who likes a lot of things, she didn't get through it either. Okay. Well, the, the vast majority of people do. It just You just have a habit of. Well, Mrs. Felix, she doesn't watch Stranger Things at all. Yeah, but she just doesn't like the genre. Yeah, Mrs. Menti doesn't exist, so it's not a problem I have. <laughs> <laughs> Going back before I was interrupted. Oh, um, so funny. Like getting to see this was an awesome thing, and and I'm happy that I I get to see it. David Harbor would text Mignola and be like, 
asking all these questions. Finally, they would be like, can we just talk? Because this is way too much over text. And he said he'd have like two hour conversations on like, what were you thinking back when you thought of this? And Mike is hilarious. He's like, I can't remember what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, I might have been drinking when I. Uh... So uh, for me, the Hellboy in this is more in line with the character I want to see. I, you know, I've been clear on the show before. I'm not a huge fan of just humor the entire time. I thought this movie had tons of funny parts, mm-hmm. but not overboard and not top. And the biggest, one of the biggest critiques I have is the movie wasn't funny. And I don't know if people were going in expecting uh, a comedy action flick. I was expecting blood, guts, gore, and badassery with a few cool Arnold Schwarzenegger one-liners here and there. I mean, that's what I was expecting, but I, I thought there was going to be more um, give and take with like the rest of the cast. But it just they, their jokes, the, the rest of the cast were doing them, but they were totally falling flat. Like, what's the name of the guy who's the uh, cheetah? David. Uh... No, I just meant like his character name. That that oh. guy was making jokes and they were flat on me. I wasn't laughing. Do you think the bad British accent was what was causing? It? Well, that was huge. That was noticeable. I, I think it also it just it falls into to the movie just felt wild, weirdly segmented. Right. Bad creature. Troll. Weird British people. Uh, witch. Chicken leg house lady. <laughs> Baba Yaga, Baba Yaga, and then you had the you had them at the the Merlin's rest final resting place. I mean, what I'm saying is is that it was just these weird chunks. Aquaman did the same thing. There's just these weird set piece chunks. What is with Baba Yaga showing up so much in the last three years? Baba Yaga shows up in John Wick. Baba Yaga shows up in Ant Man and the Wasp. Baba Yaga now shows up in this. I'm like, lot of you playing up the Baba Yaga a lot in your writing, Hollywood. Well, in the comics, Baba Yaga is... No, I know. It's just funny to me. It's just, I guess, Russian fairy tales are scary. Yeah, sure. And Baba Yaga being like the boogeyman to scare all boogeymen, like... Yeah. I did. I will say that in retrospect, now now that you brought that up, that the world is more accepting of the supernatural in that does make it more fun with like the when they drop the baby off at the at the doorsteps and when they do the far shot you see the fairies climbing up the side of the wall yeah, yeah, yeah. like that it is kind of cool that the that the world is so accepting of that side that mystical side that doesn't bother him as much does open up the door for a lot of funny stories and a lot of fun stories so i retrospect at first when i was watching it i was like why man did you think this would bother more people like <laughs> but in retrospect you're right they they would just be comfortable with it and i think this movie if the studio gods shine down upon it and say you know what let's give it a sequel it depends on how much money it makes and right now it's not making much that, but, that's what i want to ask is, is this movie the rights to this movie like kind of similar to like sony where if they didn't make one they'd lose the rights to hellboy is no that, i think they own them outright because landscape on yeah them? mike doesn't own anything he has no rights to it like he couldn't tell them anything if and then Lionsgate made the first two Hellboys. Yes. Okay. I um, just I'm confused. But I think this movie's sequel would be a million times better. Like they could get everything out of the way and actually tell a story without trying to just do fan service the whole time. Right. Like the whole Lobster Johnson part was was it was cool when they brought him up and it was hysterical when they brought him back for the end credit scene. I love that with him just drunk at the graveyard. Oh, that that's the guy who's a um a pulp 40s Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah. 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 Lobster Johnson's just so cool. 
it is funny that they brought him in, but it's just he didn't feel necessary at all. It just feels like they they just threw him in, as Maurer said many times, as fan service. And he is the most powerful ghost that Hellboy ever runs into. Like he can corporealize in the comics and, you know, still fight and screw people up. It'll be interesting to see what they do with the sequel. Because I feel like they don't need to do as much to establish things anymore. So they can take a seat on the whole fan service aspect and just work on a more intriguing story. Or they lean into it and pull a Sin City and just do segmented into a movie. I don't think they'll do that. Like, I wouldn't mind. Especially if we're getting Abe Sabian and stuff. Which, by the way, his hand looked awful. His hand, <laughs> when his giant hand. And that's probably because the, the Ron Perlman's Hellboy, especially Abe in that one. Abe in that one was amazing. The rumor is they're going to bring him back. I hope so, because he was phenomenal. Although, you think he's going to come back, even with Ron being as mad? Ron gave his blessing to everything. Did he really? Yeah. Because he was pissed for a while. Yeah, he, he owned up. He met with David Harbour. He gave him points on the, how to deal with getting the makeup. He, he gave his blessing to this because, one, he, kind of like Mark Hamill, had to say he was okay with what they did to Luke Skywalker. Like, he needed to tow the company line if he ever wanted to work for them ever again. But he knew that it was time for somebody else to tell a story. And his story was never going to get completed because of Del Toro basically saying he didn't want to do it anymore. So. Does Lionsgate have any other characters like this? Or is this their thing? That's not a question that we're educated enough to answer on the show right now. Especially at 33 minutes in. (laughs) So. So put that in the comment section if you know. What characters does Lion Gates on the rights for? Would you recommend people go see this movie? Ooh. Um, if you're only seeing one movie, no. If you're like me and you go to the movies often because you're bored, then yeah, absolutely. Felix? Yeah, I would agree. Um, not if, you're, if you rarely go to the movies. I I'd say see Shazam first. Yeah, definitely see Shazam. Or if you need to go Endgame see a comic book movie out. right now, Shazam, and then <laughs> Endgame, yeah. Yeah. I say if you're a fan of the almost like the you mentioned it earlier the last show like if you're a fan of the Army of Darkness and you're a fan of just gory campy campy, campy yeah horror, you know you're right it does have a very Army of Darkness Evil Dead two vibe I mean it, you're right everything about it just made me smile it's like it's horror comedy it's horror horror comedy um if you want them to do another movie please go see it or else I'm not gonna freaking make it no well, why would they what was that uh, the movie you guys always talk about Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. They're like, yeah, you guys didn't see it. You're not getting another one. Yeah, nobody ever, nobody showed up to the theater to see it. Yeah. So, you know, I would recommend, even if you're not the biggest Hellboy fan, but you'd like a change of pace from the other comic, uh, comic movies out there, go see it. Um, it is very brutally gory in some parts. I mean, that was the best part. Like seeing people get their skin like peeled off them like grapes. I'm amazed how much damage Hellboy can take. I was like, well, he's dead. There was a couple times in that I'm like, nope, not making that. <laughs> stabbed through him like one. 17 times. Yeah, he got from. stabbed so many times. I'm like, well, he's going to die. Every time he got hit by those giants, I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the giant scene was a lot of fun. It was so much fun. And I love the scene with the guy in the end, the giant thing with the knife legs uh, for those of us who don't know um the final end credit scene Mauer, oh. can you give an explanation to what we saw so in the final so you've got a mid credit scene with lobster johnson which is just awesome hellboy's a fan of his the post credit scene uh where you see the baba yaga saying you know if you 
bring me his eye. If I kill him, I will let you die. Yeah, she was talking to somebody. She was talking to Rasputin. Okay. So Rasputin, as you know, the uh, necromancer from Russia, can't be dead. Oh, oh. Can't die. Rasputin. Yeah, so in the, the comics, Rasputin. it's the Rasputin. <laughs> um, he's the one that raised Hellboy. Um, and wow. he's unable to be killed. Um, and that's his curse. She said, I'll finally let you die. Menti had thought it was the guy from the first movie that kills his dad, but that character is actually like a wimp in the comics, and they combined a bunch of things into him. Del Toro was famous for going, I like this part of this character, this part of that character. They're going to be a new character movie. Yay. Well, he, he was cool. In the first Hellboy movie, the guy with the clock guy, that's not to like wind him up, wind him up for yeah, him to work. It's the sand guy. That's not what yeah, he's like. In the, he was really cool. Last so. time I saw that movie was in the theater in 2004. But Very Rasputin fun. was a huge, huge villain in the comics. Um, I, I just want to see, I want to see the fan service continue. But maybe, uh, as Menti said, that it was a lot. Maybe slow it down so the general public can follow along and not feel like they're getting hit in the face with everything. It just felt like they were trying too hard. Agreed. On that note, go see it or not. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to listen to us anyway. Um, For Steve Baum, the Joker trailer still looks better than the Endgame trailer and Menti do that thing. Okay. First off, no. You can't just do that. You can't drop a bomb like that and that be the end of it. Yeah, I can. Just did. The Joker trailer was great, but we didn't get a real Endgame trailer. So you can't compare those. They're not comparable. One was one trail. Okay. The only way you can compare the two of them is if you consider the trailer for Endgame Infinity War. <laughs> that's the only way that that works because that's what the trailer is. <laughs> also, both movies serve entirely different purposes. And this is an ongoing feud between. I know. Oh, I know. He's been in the comments. Okay. Well, you can find the show Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. Uh, that's at Welcome to Fireside at your social media choice, but probably not because we're only on like three. Uh, so Instagram and Facebook at Welcome to Fireside, Twitter, Fireside Crew. There it is, uh, Felix. Welcome to Fireside.com, Felix. Yes. Where can we find you? Twitch.tv forward slash Felix Hergood, Mixer.com forward slash Felix Hergood. I do a Mitch chat. It's Mixer and Twitch together. You can watch me live play video games and mess with him because it's a blast, especially when he gets frustrated. I need to get back in there and make him angry in the, and he's playing all these games on hard. So I must just assume you're getting frustrated more often. Oh yeah. Today was a nightmare. I was playing Assassin's Creed and I just kept dying over and over. I remember last time you're playing that and I messed with you and you said you were going to kill me. I'm not going to kill you for real. I'm ignoring everything you say, Mauer. I'm ignoring everything. (laughs) Mauer, I don't care what you... I'm just not even going to. So I can't yell as loud anymore, and you'll appreciate this, Mauer. I upgraded myself to broadcast quality, like, you know, sports headsets. Ooh. Like announcers. And and I'm monitoring myself now. So if I yell, I blow out my own ears. See, that's what you use (laughs) headphones for. (laughs) Yo, yeah. You're looking at me like I have an option to put on headphones. Ma- Mauer refuses to put the headphones, so we don't. Re- we've recorded like the last six episodes They're without headphones. Next week. And he's looking at me yeah. like, "How dare you, you right. muck!" And don't forget to check us out at the OG Podcast Network. That's OG, OG Podcast Network. That's com. That's all of us. Yeah, that's yeah. right. OG Podcast There's a crossover. The most yeah. ambitious crossover in history since the last time. Yeah, since Shazam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you heard at OG heard two Saturdays in a yeah, row. Yeah, Hergood's two weeks in a row now. At OG Podcasts on uh, Twitter. Maybe one of these days we'll get another EG or get like Lock and Key. Lock and Key? Hey, when was the last time that joke? Uh, yeah.
Um, it was made on Toying Around Live because he was in our chat. Oh, was he? Yeah. That bastard. All right, deuces. Deuces. Oh.